podcasting to all of Azeroth, this is World of Warcast. I am Starman. And I am Renata. And this is the third time we're doing this damn episode. <laughs> well, it'll be very well rehearsed episode, but we have been having serious technical difficulties over the past couple of weeks, and it's been quite a chapter of errors with what's been going on. Okay, what killed episode 27, take one? We decided that we were going to try doing the cast over a video conference. And I think this has been a very good experiment because Mm -hmm. it is much easier to have a conversation with someone when when you can see them and see facial expressions and that sort of thing. Especially when Renata rolls her eyes when I start talking. But uh, and also just the the kind of weird thing, you know, we've been we've been casting for months, and we first laid eyes on each other what two weeks ago, three weeks two ago, weeks, so, two yeah, weeks ago, two weeks ago. So it's just it's just kind of interesting, you know, seeing someone that you've known for a long time and seeing them for the first time. But I mean, that sort of goes along with being online anyway. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I got this nice new video camera from uh, it's a Logitech. And we recorded the cast, and everything was great, and I sent my audio, and the audio was total crap. It sounded like I was sitting in an echo chamber, and discovered, much to my horror, that the Logitech drivers had completely overwritten all of my audio preferences, so instead of my audio in going in through my headset, it was going in through the camera's crappy little microphone two and a half (laughs) feet away. Um, it did this to Skype, it did it to Ventrilo, it did it to voice recognition software, it did it to everything. It didn't tell me it was doing this, but it helpfully changed everything so I could use my mic, to, my uh, camera to its fullest capabilities. <laughs> so we decided, okay, we're going to record again. Now, what happened there was uh, <laughs> I started recording and GarageBand says... Core audio, disk write is too slow, which makes no sense to me because this is a brand new Mac Pro. It's a brand new serial ATA drive. I'm going to have to check the Apple support boards and find out what happened. But essentially, it said disk write is too slow. Now, that had happened to me before on my previous G5, and I would click the continue button. It would continue along recording just happily, and and it would save, and, and there wouldn't be any problems. So again, this time... I click continue and GarageBand just kept going along showing me my audio as I'm recording. We get to the end and I hit stop and all my audio goes away. Just gone. So I don't know if this thing was even trying to record it to the hard drive or what. And I I tried looking with a disk editor and found nothing. So this is take three. <laughs> Well, plus, this wasn't so, the only technical issue that we had in the past couple of weeks. Um, there's some issues with now with... Well, the, the issues have been pretty much resolved with our ISP and RSS feeds. Oh, that. Um, so here's what happened to me last week. I took a day off from work because we're having some stuff delivered to the house. We need a new fridge, blah, blah, blah. So... After the last thing gets delivered to the house, I come downstairs to check my email just before I was about to start eating lunch. And I get this email from my ISP, the, the one that hosts the, the um, 
AAC files for the show. It says, your bill for this month is $1,970. And I went, what? So to make a very long story short, what had happened was um, my ISP has an FAQ on their website. And it says that if your bandwidth goes to 80%, they're going to send you a warning. And if it goes to 100%, then they close off your, um, they, they kill your account temporarily until you get the whole thing resolved. Now, back in, I think like March or somewhere around there, that had happened to me once before, and I upgraded, and they, and they got me back online in a few hours. This time, they had changed their policy. The thing is, they changed their policy to say that you are responsible for your own bandwidth. The problem is that they still kept the FAQ on their website, which contradicted their terms of service. So basically, I said to them, I understand that your terms of service say this, but your published FAQ, which is right here, and I gave them the link and I quoted it, says this. You did not warn me about it, and therefore, I am going to contest this with my credit card company, which I did, and I won, and they wound up taking back the $2,000 charge. The... The upside to that is that we are now hosting the files on Libsyn. So thank you, Libsyn, for everything that you represent. And it helps podcasters like us do what we need to do because we don't do commercials. We we, we spoke about the, the possibility of doing commercials. And I thought, you know, this would this would really kill the, the spirit of why I wanted to do this podcast in the first place. And yeah, it would be nice to get paid to do this, but we haven't made a dime off of this. All, all the money that has ever come into the show has gone right into paying bills. So that said, I took a look at some of the numbers to find out why our bandwidth was so damn high. And it turns out sometime around June... Well, actually, it started around April. When when Apple put us on the front page, our numbers literally went up tenfold. And trying to do this as, as modest as I can, but it turns out that our numbers jumped from, like, you know, a, a, a pathetic 8,000 or so to uh, one episode that actually got over 100,000 downloads. And I usually don't talk about numbers because I, I just don't think anybody really cares but it is kind of a milestone and i know that there are some people that might think that the numbers are wrong and i was actually on the phone with aloysius from taverncast and he says that the numbers might be a little skewed but it's not only is it bandwidth but it's i also have um, more than one uh stat program that also told me it was a different number but it was still over six figures so even though it's three or four months late, we reached a milestone in the show and we have over a hundred thousand downloads for one show. And 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 you know, the others past that have gotten over, you know, six figures also. But um, now instead of talking to a bunch of fans that, you know, I thought would be, you know, the size of a small auditorium, now we're talking to the size of a small town. Yeah. So slash wave not so slash small wrist. town actually. <laughs> well, I suppose I didn't really want to believe those numbers, but after talking to some other people that do podcasting, it turns out that those numbers are actually right. Yeah, and we went over the the stats pages and saying, you know, are we are we looking at this right? Is is yep. can this possibly be be anywhere close to accurate? You it know, is. and it's true, and you know, it happened while we weren't looking. <laughs> so, <laughs> literally, 
literally we weren't looking at the numbers I mean the last I had known I had when I first joined the cast back in January I asked Starman you know how many how many sh- people download the show and he said well you know we're somewhere around four or five thousand then I heard even just a little more but yeah I mean it was it was nothing well like the next month you said oh you know we're up to seven eight thousand and I said oh that's really cool and then I discover oh my god some of these episodes are going over a hundred thousand now and that's individual episodes that's not all of the episodes I I haven't it would be kind of interesting to add up the number of downloads for all of the episodes uh, just to see and some of those are going to be repeats you know people will load them onto multiple machines and such but it does give us a pretty right. good idea that was the stats I was talking about like uh, you know uh, unique IPs and and things like that but yes in fact we have gone over six figures Woo. <laughs> oh now I'm getting nervous uh, <laughs> so that's been our ongoing technical saga hopefully you know we we actually started a lot of this in hopes of fixing some of the audio problems that we know we've we've had due to changes in equipment and such and ironically it's been killing so <laughs> killed the last two attempted this <laughs> yeah, episode pretty so. much so we're plugging along we'll just keep doing this episode over and over and over until we get until we get it right until we get it right <laughs> so anyway I guess we should talk about World of Warcraft now. Um, yeah, t- yeah, because we don't want to bore people with our uh, uh, banter. Right. <laughs> what did you do this week? Well, these Burning past Crusade. two weeks. Oh, that's right. You rotter. You're in beta. I am in beta. I'm in Burning Crusade beta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my little murky card, and um, I got the email five minutes after I went to bed. I went to bed that night at like 1230 or something like that. I go to work the next morning, and I grab my email from work, and it says, uh, Burning Crusade beta invite at 12.35 a.m. <laughs> oh, man. So it took all day. It, I actually had my character copied. Uh, the character copy started about like two seconds after I got that email, and it took until five minutes after I got home that night for the character to actually copy. So uh, it was, you know, the servers were pretty busy, but it was uh, is a lot of fun. And the good I'm news is that Blizzard has bucked tradition of MMOs and has not put on an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. Right. So we, in addition to the published stuff that you that uh, Blizzard's been putting up on its site, and we will be referencing some of that. Sure. We're gonna have insider information from someone who is actually there who would that be <laughs> who would that be i don't know other than that um you know i got my mage to 43 hmm. you know i mean nothing special there i just i really enjoy playing a mage because one of the things i like to do is just you know beat the crap out of mobs and <laughs> It's nice being a DPS class. You just have to be careful with the aggro. Um, I was doing Scarlet Monastery with a pickup group yesterday. And two things from this. One, if I didn't learn how to solo... What I was doing to level my character was I was soloing the elite mobs outside of Alderman. Because I wanted to see if I could survive beating up on elites that were around my own level. 
because you're theoretically not supposed to be able to do them very easily. So I was working on you know strategies and things like that. So by doing that, I learned how to solo and I learned how to take hits, so to speak. You know, clothware taking hits, and I did exceptionally well. And the the druid that was there was a really good healer, and she kept asking, "Am I doing a good job?" And you know, since I play a druid, I said, "You know, you're doing a really good job. Uh, you know, just make sure you watch your mana." I was giving some pointers to her. The the second thing is, I really appreciated how much damage a mage can do because there were a couple times when I was metting and I would just sit there and drink while the warrior and um, what was her other class? It was, I forgot what the other class was, but in, uh, the hunter, hunter. Warrior and the hunter were beating up on a mob and the mob's health was going down very slowly. Then I would stand up and I would cast a bolt and you know for me I've got like plus 30 spell power and a whole bunch of other goodies on me so I would cast my bolt boom 705 hit <laughs> boom 400 hit boom and and the the mob's health goes just go boom 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 dead so it, it was a learning experience because I didn't group up a lot um, all the way up to 43 I did just not a lot like uh, maybe five times um, so that that's that's it. I mean, nothing really special for me this week except Burning Crusade. Did I mention that that was in the beta? Yeah, you mentioned. I think you mentioned that. I, I seem to remember you mentioned. <laughs> oh, was that before we went? No. no anyway. Was... <laughs> um, well, my big news is um, Renata, my sixty warrior, did get her epic mount. Yes, you did. Congratulations. Yeah, I had to save up enough money not only to get my epic mount but have enough money that I wouldn't be broke afterwards right Cause, you know you don't want to just completely drain the bank account doing that so but I did get it and now I'm happily keeping up with the guildies who got it and outrunning the rest of them <laughs> and I did just spend 20 minutes running around the countryside just in now all of my other characters with and without mounts feel hopelessly slow so so now that you have this epic mount do you think that it's worth 900g I don't think I'll do it again I don't think it's worth 900g I I think that they're overpriced yeah and given that they've just released how much that the flying mounts and burning crusade are gonna cost and the riding skill for those I mean thousands and thousands of gold I can't see myself doing that either uh, yeah I, I was listening to another podcast where they said that they feared that this was just going to drive more people to buy gold. Oh, let's not go there. Yeah. But, <laughs> That's uh, like a voodoo topic. Yeah, well. But, I, um, all right, well, playing devil's advocate, yeah, I could, I could understand that, but... Um, oh, I'm just saying that, you know, it, that, 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 sort of, that sort of thing is what drives people to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And me and him, we'll have to see what the money-making opportunities are going to be in Burning Crusade. It may be that you know once you're level seventy, that you know two, three thousand gold isn't going to seem like so much. Well, it's it's hard for me to say because I've only done very little of Burning Crusade lately. Um, there's still a lot to explore, and the level cap in the beta is only sixty-seven. So I don't even know what happens in in other instances that go from you know sixty-eight to seventy. Right. But other than that, I've been doing Zulgarub, I've been doing Molten Core, that sort of thing. And I've been kind of 
well, not really ignoring my warrior so much, but I've been pl spending a lot of time playing my warlock. Mm -hmm. uh, I have an orc warlock who I've mentioned before. She's now level 39. And uh, today I made the, uh, your story about the elites kind of reminded me. I made my own discovery when I was doing some quest out in Dustwallow where all of a sudden this level 40 elite demon gets summoned. And at the time that I did this, I was, ol I was only level 37. Oops. So I'm going, uh-oh, I am going to die. But I got partway through the fight, and I banished him. And made this wonderful discovery. Now, banish, is, for those of you who don't know, it's a warlock ability. And you, when you cast it on a demon or an elemental, that demon or elemental becomes sort of suspended for 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. It's a crowd control method. Right. But I made a discovery. Unlike other crowd control methods like sheeping, a banished mob does not regenerate health and mana. Oh, really? It stays where it is. Huh. So I just staring... I, I figured I was going to have to run because the thing was going to start regenerating. I'm watching this thing and nothing's happening. So I bandage up and then life tap to get my mana back up and get a healing potion. So I'm full health and full mana. This thing's down half. I did this twice through the thing and I killed an elite <laughs> three levels ahead of me. Nice. By dis by so this is my little s stupid tip for warlocks. Banish is your friend. <laughs> um, I'm sure mo most warlocks out there know this already, but f it was news to me. Um, I am really enjoying playing a warlock. It's a very subtle class and there's so much that you can do and I'm I'm just it seems as though I'm discovering when I just when I think that I've learned all the tricks that a warlock has up her sleeve, a new one emerges. Mm -hmm. I've been doing the same thing. I I was trying to figure out a way um I was fighting mages and the thing about fighting mages, especially in Stranglethorn, is that you can put on your fire aura and, and protect yourself against fire mm -hmm. from them, which is no big deal, but I thought all right, what if I wanted to pull one towards me because I knew another one was going to aggro? And and um, so what I learned is that if I hit the mage with counterspell, it prevents them from casting and brings it towards me so that what happens is if I see that there's a patrol going near that mob that I'm trying to fight, that mage is not going to come near me unless I run away also. And the time that it takes for that to happen could not be enough. You need that mage to come at you immediately. You hit it with counterspell and it starts running towards you and then you know, you, you can, you know, um, frost nova it, do whatever you want, beat the crap out of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a form of silence. But pulling. yeah, exactly. And those are the, you know, the little things that, that I like also. So, so, other than that, I can't say that I've had a really exciting week. I mean, other than the epic mount, that's been kind of fun. But that's a big deal, though, getting your I epic mount. It is a big deal, but as I said, I may do it on the warlock simply because... Um, it's a quest. I know people in my guild who've already got some of the expensive permanent components that you need to do that. But if I had to just buy it again, I don't think I'd do it. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Um, so anyway, on to the news. Of course, one of the big pieces of news in the past couple of weeks, and for any, this will only be news if you've been living under a rock, <laughs> is the South Park World of Warcraft episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, it's just the part where I'm supposed to say how great it was. Oh well. Here, I here, here's my, here's my two second thing towards uh, the South Park World of Warcraft episode. I outgrew South Park. 
Uh, yeah. I'm not saying that there weren't parts of it that were fun. Oh, there were. There definitely were. But it just I, I'm in GameStop and, and and there are these like high school kids talking about the show and all they can focus on is is like Cartman doing his you know the the the, the thing. I, I can't even describe it. You know, when his mom comes downstairs with the porta potty. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and just, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's like see, this is this is the. I mean, to me, humor is just funny stuff, and the, this toilet humor is just not my thing anymore. And there are just so many things that they could have done with this and made it funny, just funny. I mean, there you can be funny, you can be smack down, you know, hard to breathe funny without using toilet humor. Well, especially since there, I think there's a lot of comic possibility for World of Warcraft that they didn't even get near, and they went for what I think is the low-hanging fruit, which is <laughs> the the gate the 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 I the stereotype of the fat acne-covered right guy who plays games in his basement and lives on hot pockets. Right, and and and. The, 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 the problem with that is that you know here's a game that that gets seven million players, and it gets to the point where it becomes socially acceptable to play the game. Then South Park comes out, and they have the stereotype for people that play the game, and neither you nor me, who both go to the gym on a daily basis, fits mm-hmm. that. No, so, I, I certainly don't fit that. I'm not overweight. I don't even like hot pockets. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you go from being proud to playing the game to you know to going back into your shell again because of this show. I didn't like it. Yeah, I I objected to that. As I said, I just think that they just went after what was obvious over and over without going. I mean, where was the lap dancing night elf? <laughs> where were the horde? Where were the horde? Um, where? You know, there were, as I said, there were some funny things. I did think it was very funny that, you know, the little little toddler Ike is in full devout, except for his shoulders, I think. Yeah. But I think one of the things that kind of bugged me about the whole thing was that this this seemed like a commercial. Yeah. Like those, those kids' television shows where it's just a, a thinly veiled toy commercial. Mm-hmm. That's like, what I think know, also. Can't prove it, but it, that's what it seemed like. You notice they never say WoW in there. They always say right. the full name of the game, World, World of, of Warcraft. And, you know, people who are who play the game, who talk to each other, we always refer to it as WoW. Yeah. Um, it. They were always dropping the name of TeamSpeak and Blizzard. It just struck me as being a commercial. And if that weren't enough, there was another show a week later on ABC, Help Me Help You, mm-hmm. which also had a little wow insertion into it. It wasn't key to the plot the way this was, but they did mention the game, right? and they did show a person playing the game, and it did show a picture of, you know, of the screen. So, you know, was this just a commercial, especially given some of the things, you know, we talked about that you noticed? Yeah, uh, the like, timing that the the game price just dropped, Burning Crusade coming out any day now. Uh, somebody on the World of Warcraft forum said that if you figure factor the time that that they said that it would take them to get to the this this you know adversary's level, it just happens to hit November twenty eighth between ten and twelve p.m. With, or ten a.m. and twelve p.m., which is the projected time. It's not an official time, but it's a projected date for when uh, Burning Crusade is supposed to come out. Was that a coincidence? I don't know. There are just too many of them. 
Right, and I mean, from Blizzard's perspective, it very well may be working. I mean, the the kids at GameStop that you were telling me about. Yeah, were I, in I, there I to went buy to GameStop game. to uh, to put deposits down on a Wii and a PS3, and you know, th- you know, here are these kids that I just spoke about. You know, they're in high school and they're buying the game, and you know, so I asked them. I said, you know, what are you buying the game for? And they said, oh, well, because it was on South Park. Okay. So one kid says to me, well, if I don't like the game in 30 days, I can take it back. I said, no, 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 you can't because this is tied to your account. And he says, account, what are you talking about? I said, well, you do realize that you have to pay every month to play the game. And he sort of looks at me like, huh? You know, like, yeah, kid, you got to get a job or find somebody to, you know, pay the 12 or whatever dollars a month it is to, to play the game because, you know, you know, this isn't Final Fantasy X. You know, you have to actually pay every month to play this game. And I don't know if he realized it or not. Well, I mean, I know he realized it, but I don't know if he, uh, what he was going to do about it. No. If he well, realized the implementation. I don't know if he realized the impl- implications. Implications. Let's try that again. <laughs> I don't know if you realize the implications of uh, of this. And, and sure, I'm, I'm sure that this episode got a lot of people to buy the game. I'm not saying that what I experienced at my local store is, you know, indicative of what happens all over the place. But I'm sure people are buying the game blind. I'm sure there are people that are buying it not realizing that you have to uh, pay every month to to play it. Not to mention you can't return open and you, software. Yeah, you can't return open software. Especially, I mean, sometimes they'll let, they'll allow you to exchange it. But, um, you know, if it's just like a PlayStation or an Xbox game. But... Uh, if it's if it's tied to an account, sometimes they don't even let you exchange it because the, the second box that they would give you has another account number inside. Right. Well, uh, in other World of Warcraft news, um, seventy-six thousand accounts and eleven million gold were removed from the game in September. Yay! Yay! Um, this was associated with using third-party programs and illegal botting and that sort of thing for gold farming. Mm-hmm. And we love gold farmers. No, no, we don't. We love gold farmers to go away. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I reported a bot the other day. I was in Stranglethorn Vale, and you know, the same old story. I I cast a firebolt on a mob with my mage, and you know, as it's traveling. Um, you know, this hunter sends its pet on it. I hit it first, but the pet and the hunter continue on. And then, of course, that raises a flag in my head saying, oh, this must be a bot. So I try it again. And sure enough, I, you know, hit the mob first, and the uh, the, the pet and the hunter just continue killing this thing. And on and on and on. He gets stuck in a tree. He can't get out. So, yeah, I reported another bot. Yeah, because that's not usual behavior for a pet, any pet class. I mm-hmm. know in cases when I've been playing with my hunter, more recently with my warlock, there have been times where I set my pet on something and someone gets in a shot or an instant cast spell or something mm-hmm. and I lose the tag and it goes in the other direction. I pull back my pet and go kill something else. Immediately, that's what right. normal players do. So mm-hmm. I'm not helping you. You just you just pulled my mob, you yo-yo, you know? <laughs> um, yo-yo. Yeah. <laughs> was going to say something else, but I don't want to get us an explicit rating. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what normal people do. Mm-hmm. So, 
Anyway, there was also some assorted uh, Burning Crusade published news. Um, they are going to release a collector's edition. Yay. <laughs> which I like is going to editions. include uh, the Burning Crusade on both CD and DVD, mm -hmm. a behind the scenes DVD, a Burning Crusade hardcover art book, an exclusive in game pet called a Nether Whelp. Yay. Two World of Warcraft trading card game starter packs, plus exclusive cards. Yay. A map of Outland mouse pad, which I'd have no use for because I use trackballs. And <laughs> a World of Warcraft Burning Crusade soundtrack CD. Yay! Now, you're getting... You, you've already pre-ordered. I, yeah, I, I upgraded my pre-order from the regular to the collector's edition. And it turns out that my st I went back to my store a couple days after I put it in, and the manager says to me, by the way, you're lucky to have gotten it because they closed the pre-order four days after they started it. Now, is that just for the, the pre-order for the For the collector's, collector's edition, ed yeah. Wow. So that's it. You know, that's for, and I, I talk about GameStop a lot. We, we're, we're not... We're not <laughs> advertising for them. It's just it's just my local store. <laughs> um, yeah. So if uh, if you find a place that can get it, Amazon, uh, maybe you know a different GameStop. Although I think that it was a, a nationwide uh, closeout on the uh, collector's edition. Maybe EB Games. GameStop bought EB Games, so you're probably gonna have the same problem. I don't know. Maybe maybe not. But you know, if you really want that collector's edition, I would say just you know pre-order it as fast as you can. Now, what is it about the collector's editions that you like? Because I See, I know that I buy collector's editions of everything because I like to when when I have the time, I like to just you know read. Uh, I like to look at the art books. I like to uh, you know look at how much work went into the development of the games. Mm -hmm. So. You know, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, I even bought the collector's edition of Dreamfall. I had to order it from, like, another country. Wow. Or something. So, at least I think it came from another country. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never really been really big into buying the collector's editions myself. But, uh, I mean, I think that's... It does sound like it's got some pretty cool stuff. Although, mm -hmm. as I said, I don't need a mouse pad or the, or the trading cards. But the I need a mouse pad. My mouse pad is seven years old. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you definitely need a new mouse pad. They also announced some uh, some things about the professions that are coming out in the Burning Crusade. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the cap, the level cap on professions is being raised to, what was it? 375. 375. Mm -hmm. And they did announce some, some minor, ch some, well, some pretty major changes to all of the professions. Alchemy is going to get specializations, mm -hmm. uh, potions, elixirs, and transmutes. And when you specialize and you create something in this class, you have the possibility of being able to create two items instead of one. Right. Thankfully. And yeah, well, and you'll have more to say about alchemy and Burning Crusade in, uh, in well, your Well, not much. I mean... I I mean, only because, I mean, I just want to preface Burning Crusade stuff now. Um, stuff changes in beta. Yes. So whatever I say today could change five minutes after we publish this podcast. Mm -hmm. So just take that for what it is. Right. Blacksmithing is going to add the possibility of creating some bind and pick up epic items. Mm -hmm. And also 
um, blacksmiths will have the ability to change their specializations, mm. which they can't do right now. Right. They can. Leather workers can do it, but um, blacksmiths can't. Enchants. Uh, there will be some ring enchants. They did seem to indicate that the recipes will be tough to get. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen they, any myself yet. Right. And thankfully, all uh, it looks like all of the Burning Crusade enchants are going to have a level requirement on the item. Yeah, so this goes back to what I was talking about with uh, Battlegrounds, is that now you can't put Spell Power plus 30 on your level 12 Warlock. It looked like with the enchants that they had published on their site that level 35 was the minimum requirement for items for the enchants that mm -hmm. it showed. And they were very low level enchants, so I would assume that the high level ones would have, might even have a much higher level requirement. And right. that, in my opinion, is a good thing. Yeah, um, it'll definitely balance out some of the classes for uh, Battlegrounds, so... Yes, it will. I, I don't think um, it's going to matter in everything else, just Battlegrounds, PvP, that sort of thing. Right, and I don't think that they're going to apply that retroactively to the enchants that exist in the game already. At least mm -hmm. they, they haven't said they're going to. I wish they would, but they won't. Um, engineering is going to get some new recipes. All of them are going to get new recipes. Oh, sure. Just, just realize that. And they said there's they're going to get an ability to collect resources from magic and gas clouds. Mm-hmm. Just like Star Trek. <laughs> yep. Um, herbalism. Picking herbs will create some sort of an effect in mm -hmm. on some of the herbs in Outland. They haven't said what those effects are Yeah, I, I heard rumblings about that in general chat. Um, I really haven't seen it myself, so I can't comment. But I have heard people in, in Honor Hold, uh, which is one of the places in uh, Outland, they said, you know, what does this effect do? It doesn't actually say what it does. Hmm. So. So yeah. that may not be quite finished yet. Right. Um, and herbalists will have the ability, like skinners, to skin, like, plant creatures in Outland mm -hmm. for special things. Leatherworking is going to get some new enhancements that are similar to leather kits, and they did drop a hint that one, at least one of the leg enhancements is going to be better than an enchant you can get in Zulgarub. Hmm. Very nice. So, yes, that would be very nice, especially if you could sell them on the auction house and you don't have to go to Zulgarub for it. <laughs> I like Zulgarub. I, don't get me wrong. I love that zone, but uh, it just gets to be a pain in the butt when you want to do something, and oh, what you got to do, it's in an instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, miners, like herbalists, will get some ability to strain to so for some strange skinning of specific types of creatures, and tailoring is going to get three new specializations, but they haven't said what those are yet. Okay. Um, they have also released some information about a new looking for group tool. Actually, the looking for group tool kind of reminded me of the looking for group tool I've seen in other games. Like? Did you get a chance to look at it? No. Um, EverQuest. Actually, I have it. <laughs> so, you know, it uh, there's just so much to do in Burning Crusade, and I haven't gone through a fraction of it yet. But basically what it is, is it's a, it's a way of selecting information. Uh, I am looking for a group for, and there's a little drop-down box that says Dungeon Raid, Quest Zone, Battleground. Um, if you're looking for help with a specific quest... 
or you're looking for help in a specific area and hopefully this will be a way to get rid of the looking for group channel and so the only information that will be fed will be the stuff that they get from the drop down boxes and you won't be getting stupid people telling Chuck Norris jokes in looking for group I'm logging on now to try, uh, try it alright so this this window comes up uh, top pane says looking for group bottom pane called looking for more so I click on looking for group and it says I'm looking for a group for None, none. Dungeon, raid, quest, zone, battleground. So I'll click on dungeon. And then I can do BRD, Diremol, East, Northwest, Hellfire, Blood Furnace, Hellfire, Ramparts, LBRS, Skolo, Strat, Sunken Temple. So I'll go to Burning Furnace. And it says, I'm, oh cool, and this, this little animated eye just sort of like creepily starts looking around your screen that's pretty cool <laughs> and then you can add a comment I am oh, Uber so oh god you <laughs> I, can I, add a comment oh, alright I'll erase I'll erase it <laughs> I, I don't care so what you I'll put click in on there, but close. someone's going to put a Chuck Norris joke in it you know that that's going to happen yeah I know <laughs> um, oh and there's an auto join I'll turn that off Oh, I see. Okay, so anyway, so now I'm looking for groups. So now if anybody's looking for more for Hellfire Citadel, Blood Furnace, they'll find me. Now oh, that's the kinda, um, that's kinda cool. Yeah, the, the the LFG channel is still active. Right. Let me just uh click here. Oops, that's in the comment field. Yeah, I use the call to arms mod to sift through LFG mostly to see how the call of arms work because I avoid pickup groups like the plague mostly but you know for people who are looking for pickup groups this will be a nice tool to as an alternative to the kind of freeform looking for group right, channel right so do I get to talk about Burning Crusade now no not yet okay <laughs> We have to talk about the changes to the mods with the expansion. Oh, they're all dead. Well, right now they're all dead, but one of the one of the things that really does need to be discussed is they are making a global change to mods that pick spells for you. And what they said was no add-on or script will be able to target units or cast spells dynamically within combat. Mm -hmm. Uh, for example, um, if it uses logic like if the target has re renew, then cast renew, else cast he heal rank four. Right, right, Anything right. that's conditional logic is being disabled. This is going to have a profound effect on some key mods like yeah, decursive, decursive and see some functions of CT raid and click here, click heal and quick heal, all of which make some decisions about what spells to cast and on whom see decursive is the biggest one for me i never used the quick heal click heal whatever it was i never mm -hmm. used it because i always did everything manually right uh, i'd rather make decisions and have the computer do it and then have somebody yell at me because um something bad happened so right. decursive uh, the only thing that i could see them doing for decursive is that they would have to have a group decurse 
they have uh-huh. to. I, I can't see doing something like Chromagus where, I, well, first off, if you're responsible only for your group, maybe that'll work. But the thing about the cursive is that it'll go outside your group and into your raid. And that's one of the, the big pluses about the cursive. So for them to kill it, I mean, I'll have to respect the decision in a positive way so long as they give us an equally positive alternative. Mm-hmm. Well, there was, there were some posts that I have read in the UI and macro forums that suggested a mod called Perfect Raid. It's all one word. That is meant to be in addition to CT Raid. It's a sort of a CT Raid assistant, mm. which is just a display for showing all of the people in the raid in a more compact method and showing the health bars, the mana bars, and what effects they have on them, and you can use that to decurse or heal or whatever. So that might be something that people want to check out if they're concerned about, especially if they're big click heal or quick heal users. But it seems like all of the changes that they're making where they're going to take out um, this behavior of choosing what spell to cast, choosing what level of spell to cast, making any kind of intelligent decision, or having different behavior on units depending on whether they're alive or dead. Because mm-hmm. some of these things will automatically check to see, well, if your target's dead, don't decurse him. Right. Which, I guess that makes sense. Um, all that is going to be disabled in combat. Mm-hmm but not necessarily out of combat. It's just in combat that they're concerned right. about. Of course, in combat, you really need it. So I, I don't know what kind of ramifications this is going to have. Nobody knows until it actually comes out. Right. I'm sure that the writers of the mods are trying to come up with ways to work around... I'm sh- What it is, I'm sure it's specific commands and call-outs in the mods that are being disabled mm-hmm. and that they're going to come up with some ways to try to get around as much of this as possible. Right. Now, uh, just before we started recording this podcast, I saw that CT Raid and Item Rack put out Burning Crusade compatible versions of the mods, but I have not tried them yet. Oh, that's good. So they are already starting mm-hmm. to make some of the changes that they need to to get things up and running. That's right. good. I will refer people back to my the episode that I did on mod wrangling. Um to please, please, please remember as these updates and such come out, remember remember to update your mods. Yes. Now you can talk about Burning Crusade. Yay. <laughs> Alright, Burning Crusade's cool. I know there are people <laughs> out there going, well, duh. Burning Crusade is is really cool. Uh, the, the, the first thing you're going to notice is that uh, what I did was as soon as I got uh, got inside, I got myself repaired because the, the, the copy took me from uh, Nax the night before where I hadn't repaired yet. I just did slash camp afterwards. So I repaired and ran down a searing gorge into the dark portal. And so if anybody's seen the dark portal on, on the Azeroth side, it's, you know, pretty nice size of a house. You go to the other side, it's the size of a, of a large building. And it's very impressive. You... You come out to an area, um, which I believe it's called like the the Great Stairs or something like that. I'll have to double check. But on the map, it's just called the Dark Portal. And you get, if well, 
if you're on the Alliance side, you get a free Griffin ride to Honor Hold, and Honor Hold is pretty much the first encampment uh, for the Alliance. You don't want to run there because there's a lot of level 70 trash running around that will kick your ass. I tried. <laughs> if you're on the Horde side, you get a free ride to an area called Thralmar. And in the middle of Hellfire Peninsula, there's Hellfire Citadel. Hellfire Citadel has, I believe, four different entrances. And so, um, just like you know, Scarlet Monastery, you have four different doors that you can go in. Uh, the they range from easy to hard. And the thing is, for us, we went to the first door, which is like the easiest one. We're all rated up. We're, we're geared up in Nax gear, so we basically just blew through it. This is not for Nax type people. This is for maybe level 58, 59, 60s that are bored to tears with Upper Black Rock Spire and Undead Strat. <laughs> uh, we did the second door, which is slightly harder, slightly longer, except that the server crashed just before we got to the final boss, so we never got past uh -huh. that. Um, now, the difference with these dungeons is that you can set the difficulty on normal or hard. So if you set it to normal, of course, you'll get your level 60, 61 elite mob, 62. If you set it to hard, then you run in and they're all level 70. So Ow. needless to say, we did not do that. <laughs> the rest of the day, I spent just exploring Hellfire Peninsula. There's uh, Falcon Watch, Ruins of Shinar. There's uh, another alliance camp called Temple of Thelmat. I'm sorry, Temple of Temple of Telhamat. I don't want to pronounce that correctly. If you run further west, you get into a really nice area called Zenger March, which reminds me a lot of Ashenvale. And there's uh, there's a town there called Telrador, which reminds me a lot of Astronar, actually, um, both in how it's laid out. Uh, it's it's very different. It's, it's much more organic than Astronar. Mushrooms or you know, bloom. There, the the mobs there are actually too pretty to kill, which might not make <laughs> sense. But you know, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody. I mean, I'll I'll tell you about Burning Crusade, but I'm not going to you know spoil too much. But you know, there's some pretty attractive mobs in this thing. So. That's about as far as I went as far as um, exploring. I, I, I plan on exploring a lot more as soon as I can, but it's, uh, you know, with, with our uh, Nax Raid schedule, uh, I just haven't had the chance to. Uh, as far as UI differences go, which some people may be interested in, um, let's see. Uh, as mentioned before, there's now an LFG button on your action bar. Everything else is pretty much the same, except now, I, if this was in the original version of the game, I've never seen it before, but there's a little world map circle on your mini-map. I don't know why it's there. You might as well just press M. But uh, you click on your map, whether you click this button or press M, and you, you, know, you zoom out, and then you get Outland, and then you zoom out again. If, for those of you that know, if, if you zoom out um, maximum, on the old world map, you just get Kalimdor and East, uh, the Eastern Kingdoms. But now if you zoom out again, you get the uh, universe map, so to speak, of both Azeroth and Outland. Hmm. And you can't zoom out more. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, other things. This inn that I'm in here, 
uh, on or hold is just the exact same type of in that you see everywhere else in the game, except there seems to be more hay on the floor. Uh, hay? <laughs> there's hay on the floor. Well, there's hay on the floor in horde inns a lot of the time. Well, there but... you go. We're, we're, <laughs> we're picking up their habits. Um, there's a mage tower... Um, the tallest mage tower in honor hole. That's where I picked up my alchemy and herbalism updates. Um, not going to really say too much about that because right now I'm only up to 302 in um, in herbalism. Uh, now what I could do is uh, there's dream foil and fell weed, along with one or two other things that I saw on Zanger Marsh, um, but I don't remember the names off the top of my head. Those are getting me above 300 now. As far as alchemy goes, I picked up what's called Adept's Elixir. That's Dreamfoil and Fellweed. And an Imbued Vial, which if anybody knows, those are the ones that go for 2G. So expect mm. prices on these things to go up. Um, increase spell, increases spell damage, healing, and crit rating by 24 for one hour. Wow. That requires level 50. Onslaught Elixir increases attack power by 60 for one hour. That's Mountain Silver Sage Fellweed in an imbued vial. Volatile healing, whoops, volatile healing potion. Uh, just move my cursor here. Restores 1,050 to 1,750 health. Requires level 55. That's Golden Sansom Fellweed in an imbued vial. So what I'm telling everybody is, start hoarding your Golden Sansom. And Mountain Silver and, Sage. Well, people should be hoarding Mountain Silver Sage anyway. Nothing new there. And, you know, Dreamfoil. But um, Fellweed's going to go like crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I expect fighting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over, over nodes. So, Although you know, just be I, patient. I am, really, I am really looking forward to those new healing potions. Because I'll tell you, as, as a 60 warrior, those major, mono potion, or major healing potions hardly move my bar at all anymore. Right. So <laughs> now um going through the uh some of the gear that I got, you know, I got rid of some of my greens. Um some people have said that the greens I have in the game are better than some of the purples in the old world. And I, I unfortunately don't have any here to to really rattle off numbers to, but the blue that I have is called Osley's Light Channeler. It's a soulbound trinket. Requires level 61. Increases healing done by spells and effects by up to 59. Uh, use reduces the cost of your next spell cast within 10 seconds by up to 215 mana. Thing is, this may or may not change once the final version comes out. Maybe they'll lower the numbers. You know, maybe they'll change it from 59 to 35 or something like that. I don't know. This is all beta information. Uh, a staff I picked up in Hellfire Citadel is called a Crystal Fire Staff. Two-handed, 90 to 150 damage, 57.3 DPS, 34 Stam, 34 Int. Improves Spell Crit Strike rating by 16, and improves damage and healing done by magical spells and effects by up to 46. Which wow. is quite better than some of the stuff you get in Old World, and is a blue item. Um, <laughs> Imagine what the purples are going to look exactly. like. Exactly. The water is called Filter Drainic Water, uh, requires level 60, restores 5100 mana over 30 seconds. This replaces the Conjure Crystal Water that the mages get. I do not know if mages get a better spell at this point. Now that's that's Vendor Sold Water? That's Vendor Sold Water. Oh wow, that's great. Yeah. 
I know that's one of the things that a lot of the 60 casters mm -hmm. complain about is it's either, you know, the water you can get, I guess some of the water you can get from um, rep vendors mm -hmm. is a little better. But, you know, Conjured Crystal Water is currently the best drink in the game, but yeah. of course you need to get a mage to make some. Right, so, so now there's this better stuff. Um, the upgrade to Rune Cloth is called Netherweave Cloth. And you can't start using it, I believe, until your tailoring is 315. So you're going to still need Rune Cloth in the old world in order to bring your skill up to 315 in Burning Crusade. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. <laughs> uh, what else? Let's see. Um, some of my icons have red question marks on them. Uh, that's expected for a beta. You know, they're they're not sure. Oh, one very important thing. I came into the game. I uh, came to, uh, into the beta with no honor. Honor is gone. I am no hmm. longer a private. All the other people are no longer you know knight captains and all that. We're now zero. Uh, from what I understand, again, this is beta stuff. I, I don't know if it's just because it's a copied character or what, but from what I understand, all honor is gone, and you're going to have to start from scratch. Hmm, I bet there was some whining about that. There was a, a few months ago on the forums, but now I'm actually seeing it. Reputation is the same. Um, all my reputation carried over. I'm still exalted in Argent Dawn. Uh, the new one, it's... <laughs> It's raining fireballs in Honor Hold. What is this? Someone screwing around? Or? Uh, no, and I am in combat. Uh-oh. Hmm. Where are, where are these coming from? <laughs> oh, one just hit next to me. One just hit me. Okay, we're no longer under attack. You have attack. no idea well, where that this was is coming from really yet? Lame. Um... I'm trying to find some of the new places. Well, Honor Hold, of course, is is one of the new places. Oh, um, that's the other one. Um, Snarian Expedition and Honor Hold on the Alliance side are the new uh, faction standings. Now, do, do they have uh, faction rewards? Do they give you recipes? Yes. And um, well, cool recipes stuff? I didn't see, but um, let me just bring this up again. Wrong button. I am already um, friendly... Well, I should be friendly already, but I'm 711 out of 6,000 in Honor Hold. Mm -hmm. um, I'm neutral in Scenario and Expedition because I didn't do any quests there yet. Oh, speaking of quests, bringing up my quest log, you want to, and you really want to clear out your quest log before you come here because as soon as I started here, I got 21 quests, and there are people going, uh -huh. <laughs> Uh, quest log has been expanded to hold 25. Thank Blizzard for small favors. Now um, it's better than nothing, but yeah, 25, you know, I would have liked 30. Especially in a 40. new place like this, or 40, or, you know, I don't know, 75. Yeah, double the quest log. Just, just double it. Now, <laughs> I have to say here that the quest log can get too big. Uh, when I was playing when playing EverQuest 2, they have a quest log of 75. Mm -hmm. It got to be really hard to keep track of what you're supposed to be doing. 75 is too much. You really just oh yes. Well, lose, see the thing about track. EverQuest is that um, there are quests like every five feet when you first start the game. Right. Um, so, but I agree. In in this game, I think 30, 35 would have been really nice. Right, but 20 is too little. 20 is too little because I mean there are so many times when 
you, you just can't finish it. You need a group. You can't get a group, and you just start accumulating more and more quests, especially in a Nax, because you need a quest for each piece of gear that drops for your tier three. So it can get quite ridiculous. Have you looked at the bank? Have they maybe increased oh, the bank. space? Uh, boy, that's a good question. Uh, I didn't think to ask before. You know, and I didn't even think to check. I don't think so. I do know for a fact that there are 20 slot bags. You can make 20 slot bags in this game. Um, oh, good. They're going to be really expensive at first, but I'm sure the price... What did I hear? Bad. It was like Netherweave and... It wasn't hideous. It wasn't hideous like bottomless bags in mm. Old World. Um, somebody rattled off the recipe to me, and I, I, I just don't remember it. I should have written it down, and I didn't. But I just remember you know, thinking, and we were even talking about it in Guild Chat, that it really wasn't that bad. It was doable. So I'll have to get some more information about those 20-slot uh, bags. Um, I think for now that would be good enough because I'm, I'm just, like, maxed out. Right. That would be... Anything would be helpful at mm -hmm. this point because I'm the same way. I'm, like, having to just juggle the same six or seven open slots in mm -hmm. my bags that aren't being taken up by armor sets and potions and riding boots and... Oh, everything else. A word of warning from a guildie of mine. As the lore goes, the world of Outland is supposed to be crumbling. Don't stand on the edge of it. It would be bad. <laughs> How bad? Bad. You fall off Outland. <laughs> I mean, you're standing oh on solid ground. It appears to be solid ground, but it's crumbling away it's not like you know outland itself is like crumbling away but i guess what happens is sound effect happens and or or from what i was told um this person just fell through or fell off outland so and um I, that sounds bad. like you die but i mean how do you get your body back from falling off outland yeah i i don't remember what he said about how he got his body back um, traveling around Outland, nasty, nasty, nasty. Level 70 mobs are around every corner. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so they're... Just so you know. <laughs> um, as far as bugs go, I really didn't see anything noteworthy except in Hellfire, uh, Hellfire Citadel I saw some mobs appearing and disappearing. And it wasn't supposed to be that way because one disappeared and then we killed it and we couldn't loot it. So that's obviously a bug. Mm. Which I, of course, yeah. you know, I, I told uh, Blizzard about it. So hopefully they'll fix that. Now, have you gotten a chance to play in the newbie areas? Yes. Um, I have. Well, let me camp out. Wait, let me go over here. I'll camp out and then I'll, I'll uh, log into my Blood Elf Mage. Slash camp. I started Blood Elf Mage because I wanted to see what Sunstrider Island looked like. And it's pretty damn gorgeous. It's I still don't think it's better than Teldrassil. I still think Teldrassil is the one of the you know best looking zones in the game, but um, it's very, very impressive. W what happened is 
the, the typical thing that happens with MMOs is that they try to add a lot of really cool, funky stuff because oh, it's a new zone, they have a new engine, and you know people are upgrading their computers. Same thing happened in like Guild Wars and EQ and EQ2. Is like the, the the new zones now are prettier. They have more moving parts. <laughs> um, so the uh, the newbie mobs in Sunstrider Island are monoworms and. Uh, what are these things? Cougars? They're called Springpaw Cubs. And so, I, typical I, newbie zone. Fans. Typical newbie zone. The difference with this newbie zone is that there are people everywhere. So, um, there are certain mobs <laughs> that are... That's not going to change. There are certain mobs that are easy to kill. There are certain mobs that uh, people are fighting for. There are Getting these um, there are these wraiths in a temple. I'm looking at the temple. It's to the um, the southwest. People were just fighting for positions just to kill these wraiths, and it took me a long time to finally kill what I needed. So, a, a warning to people that are going to get this on day one: uh, these are the things that are going to happen with this game. Is that, you know you're going to have to start fighting people for uh, uh, for mobs, even though they're plentiful. They're just more people than mobs. Now, mages, of, or blood elf mages, I should say, they have two racial abilities that I don't think any other mages have. One is a mana tap, which drains 54 mana, and the other one is arcane torrent, which silences all enemies within 8 yards for 2 seconds. In addition, you gain 18 mana for each mana tap charge currently affecting you. Well, that's nice. I would have yeah. liked to have had that on my uh, human mage, but... Unfortunately, I wonder not. how unbalancing that's going to end up being. Well, I don't know. Uh, one thing I have to say is Sunstrider Island is way too pretty for a horde area. Well, you could say that about blood elves in general. They're they're way too pretty for the horde. Yeah, these. And uh, actually, most of the horde, most of us who who play horde nearly exclusively or at least dominantly, are not real happy about that. Yeah, I don't blame you because maybe. Honestly, I played uh, on the Horde side. Perhaps there's a culture to being on the Horde side that I, I'm just not aware of, but these Blood Elves just don't fit. No, I never thought so either. I thought we should have gotten a different sort of race. Mm -hmm. The the Draenei actually seem to fit more on the um, on the, the Horde side. I, I don't understand where they were going with that. Well, neither do I, and... The thing is, is that they can say, well, you know, with the Draenei, they don't doesn't really fit in the lore that they would be horde, and then with the Blood Elves, it doesn't really fit in the lore. Well, you know, they've the lore always goes by the wayside whenever they decide to do something in particular. I mean, certainly the whole thing about Blood Elf Paladins was, you know, hanging the lore by the neck until dead, right. as far as I'm concerned. Um, they can do what they want, but... Looks-wise, I would have much preferred having the Draenei oh, on the horns. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing this Blood Elf Mage, and I'm thinking to myself the whole time, I feel like I'm playing an Alliance tune. That could be really disconcerting if you're on PvP, mm -hmm. and you're going down the road, and you <laughs> see an, you're running from the Orcs and running toward the Night Elves. Yeah, you, know you, you go up to a Night Elf slash wave, boom, dead. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not too happy about this. I mean, I mean nobody's going to change it this late in the game, but I'm just, no. I'm not digging it. And it just, it just doesn't seem like it would be a fit. And from what 
you know, from what you've said about what the place looks like and the way the characters are, mm -hmm. I, I just, I, I don't feel it. Now, as far as starting on the, um, on the Alliance side with the Draenei, I did that, uh, the, actually, when we were recording the last incarnation of this episode, I did it, <laughs> and I started a, um, started a Draenei shaman, shaman, whatever, called Renata. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm logging yeah. out of that character. I'm pulling into this one. Just one yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. Ezra Mist Isle. Boy, I really don't like these these Draenei. They look ugly. Which is why they belong on the horde. Yes. We, we embrace we embrace that. Uh, you, you horde need ugliness. We need we need it, and you know we we embrace those who are are uh, cosmetically <laughs> challenged. Cosmetically challenged. I play an undead and an, and an orc female. We're the least attractive, so mm -hmm. I I actually like that though because I don't get hit on the way that I get hit on playing Alliance tunes. Um, where am I? So I am. If I just pull out here, I'm an Azermist Isle, and okay, so I am southwest of Teldrassil. I'm due west of Darkshore. So what's the? Uh, how does that area look? Boring boring yeah it's just a lot of like dark blues dark blue greens and you know just like lavender and purple i'll, I'll I mean, here look i'll take a screenshot Boink. and i'll post it on the forums um oh, that would be great it's, take a picture of sunstrider isle too while you're at it oh i took a few of those already <laughs> right because I mean, it's it's screenshot worthy yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, does it resemble any of the other zones you can think of? Um, closest I can think of is Moonglade, but without that greenish tint to the whole place. It has a bluish tint. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's well, no, I oh, I see what you're saying. No, 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 it doesn't have a tint to it at all. It's just like the trees are blue, and then there are bushes that are like lavender, and these lavender crystals, large lavender crystals, are coming out of the um, out of the ground. Um, yeah, you're right. It does sound kind of boring. Yeah, I'm really not too impressed with this area. Um, there's a little building here, and it looks like it's... A lot of Draenei sh Shaman running around? Yeah, a lot of... Well, let's see. This person... Let's take a poll quick. <laughs> Draenei Shaman, look at that. Um, I can't find anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here's another one. Here's a Dren oh, Drenai Shaman. Here's a Dren oh, look, a Drenai Shaman. Here's another. Here's somebody coming up. A Drenai Mage. And a Drenai Shaman. <laughs> Wait, let me move. I'm gonna go on the other side. Here's some more well, like more people. Wait, Drenai Shaman. <laughs> I, oh, oh I Drenai Warrior. I figure you're going to find a lot of Draenei Shaman and Blood Elf Paladins when this comes out. I do know of at least a few people on our in our in our guild pod people who are planning on making Blood Elf Paladins, and a couple of them have 60 Paladins on other servers, so they know what they're getting themselves into. Well, let's take a look at the racial abilities. Shadow resistance increased by 10. That's racial passive. Inspiring Four. Presence. Increases chance to hit with spells by 1% for you and all your party members within 30 yards. That's kind of cool. I like that. I guess so. 
So, kind of, you know, last impressions of it. You're going to keep, uh, you're obviously going to keep playing it. Oh, playing definitely. I'm going to keep beta testing this thing. Uh, my, my, you know, 43 mage is suffering now because she's not getting the attention that she's used to. <laughs> but uh, this is definitely worth the time invested. Digging it. And I'm, sh I'm sure you'll continue taking notes and continue to report on this as, uh, for the cast. Yep. Oh, I will. Oh, uh, one thing about when you start the game now, it actually has a Trojan detector. Really? Yep. Oh, that'll be that'll be very nice. Yeah. Now, of that... course, the you know the client's going to be one step behind the Trojans themselves, but you know at, at, I'm I'm applauding Blizzard for putting the effort in. Right. I think that's and as you said, that doesn't mean you can't run without spyware detectors and mm -hmm. virus protectors and all that sort of thing but it's one more layer that they've got to get through right. and that's a good thing yep. so that's it for this show and I'm sure we're going to come back with a lot more Burning Crusade stuff in upcoming shows hopefully we this is the end of our technical gremlins <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll be able to get these out a little more quickly now that we don't have to episode, don't have to record three times to oh, get one episode. My goodness. So, our you can come visit us at our forums. Where are uh, they? At, they're at www.worldofwarcast.com. And if you want to reach us, my email address is starman at worldofwarcast.com, and Renata's is, of course, Renata at worldofwarcast.com. Our Skype address is World of Warcast. You can leave us a voicemail, a uh, funny story, whatever you want. Um, we would like to hear from you. We uh, just leave something on our voicemail. We also invite you to visit our entry on iTunes, where I'm assuming that many of you are getting um, your episodes. Um, we do have over 120 reviews, and we do read them. <laughs> Even the occasional stupid ones, but most of them are good. <laughs> I mean, most of the reviews are very good. We've, cause we've got a couple where I, I can't figure out what podcast they were listening to, but it obviously wasn't ours. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to donate to the show, uh, there's a little donate button, and, you know, as I said before, the show is not cheap, so, you know, if you like the show, then feel free to, to donate. We do appreciate the donations. All donations are going toward such things as bandwidth bills we don't manage to get the ISP to take back and <laughs> uh, equipment updates these these shows take up a lot of room we need to have storage space new headsets I've not run over this headset in three months this is a record <laughs> and um, please help us keep commercial free yes very much so because we're, we're, we're just not going to be happy with ourselves if we have to put commercials in the show no, we're not. And, you know, that's fine. Other casts do it, and that's fine for them. And, you know, I got no problem with them doing it, but I just don't want us to have yeah. to, get, to go that route. If you ever hear a commercial in the show, it's because we have to, not because we want to. Exactly. Um, so I think that wraps it up for episode 27, and we will see you next time. Bye. Well, thank, thank. Whoopie do. <laughs>
Type, 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 type. Yeah, I was, I was seeing, I was just googling netherweave bags to see if there was anything. Right. Most of the enchants that I have seen, it looks like level thirty-five items are going to is, is the was the one. Yeah, let me start that <laughs> over. Uh, hadn't screwed up a sentence. I'll, I'll uh, cast it. Was ah, time. you're due for one. I'm due for one. Um, it looks like with the uh, with the engine, I'm gonna say engineering. <laughs> oh man, sometimes you just get you get out of you get out of the rhythm here. Maybe okay. we should publish the video. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, 